Listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is Jimmy Bullyu. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> How close did I get it? It's Bullyu, but uh, I think the U and the U in English are uh, pronounced pretty much the same. So uh, it's uh, I'm not going to be that uh, picky <laughs> and uh, give you uh, a nine uh, out of ten. Okay. <laughs> Merci. Welcome. <laughs> Now, Jimmy's new book, um, 
suddenly something happened. I guess it's a collection of three or two books that you originally did in French, right? It's a one and a half, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a... Um... Yeah, I'm going to let you continue and uh, <laughs> expand on this later. Well, I, why don't you give us a description of, uh, like, because you say it's one and a half, so what's the half? How okay. you... uh, the, the, it's a collection of two books, one that was published in 2004 and was kind of my yeah, breakthrough in the French uh, Quebecois comic scene. It's called The Morale des Troupes. Uh, Morale of the Troops would be... Uh, an exact translation and um, it was like a 158 pages and uh, it's um, it's the second act of the book it's like a, the, on the, the second half of the book the first act of the book is was somewhat some kind of prequel actually it was the first book I published was called Quelques Pelures in uh, 2000 uh, Quelques Pelures would be translated as uh, a few layers and uh, I've, uh, it was out of print for a while, and uh, bookstores were still ordering it. So, uh, but I, I didn't want to uh, reprint it as it was uh, because I did it as a very young man. So I added in this book uh, something like 80 new pages to uh, to make it make it uh, thicker and to tell the story of me coming from Quebec and going to Montreal and creating this first book. So the pages that were selected to be in Suddenly Something Happened by Andy, the publisher, mm -hmm. are actually uh, the new pages that I've added, the new section. But uh, we've completely removed the, uh, the old book from it. And I've done some new pages, for especially for, uh, uh, um, only for Suddenly Something Happened, to um, fill in the blanks that were left by the, the removing of the original book. So it's kind of complicated, but uh, <laughs> I've worked very hard for it to uh, be uh, read like a single book uh, from beginning to finish. It, it was interesting reading the book, um, like looking at the the stuff, I guess the younger work, the stuff you did about being single and yeah. uh, lusting after ladies. Um, because it almost it I I feel it doesn't really represent what you're doing as a cartoonist. Like it's strong work, but mm -hmm. it the work later in the book you feel more fleshed out and you have a better idea of what you want to represent. Yes, it was a it was like a it was a very I I I, I, did, I did those pages later, but uh, I was talking about my early twenties mm -hmm. and uh, the years where. Uh, being with a girl is like an obsession and uh, it's kind of hard to because I was still hung up to uh, uh, inaccessible uh, girls and all that stuff well it's it was uh, that and uh, the wanting to do uh, comics for a living and being stuck in Quebec City where um, it's a lovely city but uh, it's kind of uh, depressing because there's too much artists and not enough people uh, who, uh, who like art and uh, had to escape uh, from it at some point, and uh, it was. Uh, I, I wanted to tell that story, and uh, and it's like a, a little bit juvenile, uh, and I wanted to keep that uh, youthful um, feel to it and that naive naivety to it. Uh, so uh, afterwards, uh, the, 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 in the second part, uh, I take. Uh, 
I was I was I was with a girl that I'm married to, uh, and uh, once this problem is um, dealt with, uh, you get to uh, look at the world with a, a less narrow eye, a less narrow point of view. So uh, I was uh, more looking at the 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 social and political aspects of life, but it's it's suddenly something happened with the, with this two books uh, collected it's like uh, the, the that whole uh, passage from uh, me myself and I to uh, looking at the world so mm -hmm. it's a huge transition yeah <laughs> I think so. um for a lot of listeners are american um yeah. and i don't know if they would really kind of get what it means to go from Quebec to Montreal and even coming from where you lived before mm -hmm. and I wonder if you could describe the differences in in where you lived and how how con the, the contrast I guess yeah well I, I come from uh, the country on uh, Orleans Island Ile d'Orléans it's a little uh, pretty island in the middle of the St. Lawrence River very near uh, Quebec City in Quebec City, where uh, like kids uh, move to uh, when they can go to an apartment, it's a uh, it's a jewel of a city. It's very very beautiful, and uh, but it's it has kind of a vacation city uh, feel. It's like you always feel like you're in vacation, and um, it's uh, you feel kind of protected from the outside world. You you have an illusion of a of a kind of a Disneyland feeling it's like a, <laughs> you feel uh, yeah very very protected and when you go to uh, to Montreal it's uglier it's grittier and dirtier and it's kind of a trauma at first for someone who was pampered in uh, Quebec City and in the country but uh, once you fall in love with it uh, as I am telling in this book it's like a progression it took, took, took me something like two years to really really fall in love with Montreal but once you fall in love with it you just can't it's very difficult to go away mm -hmm. so, um, to back to Quebec <laughs> when I'm trying to remember the timeline had you published you hadn't published any comics while living in Quebec City uh, no, no, I was, uh, I've published oh, very small print run uh, zines of uh, drawings, but uh, yeah, we can forget about those. It was, <laughs> it was, like, it was uh, when I came to Montreal that I've uh, somewhat given up uh, doing a full-time job as a bookseller. I was uh, working in bookstores. And uh, I, I decided to go to Montreal, work part-time, and um, eventually, quickly, I got to uh, start the publishing business. I've helped with uh, the, the, the guys from La Pastec, and uh, I've started my own uh, publishing uh, house that was called Mécanique Générale, General Mechanic. And uh, afterwards, I, um, the project got bought, and I've done publishing for uh, 10 years. I don't know if it's if it answers your question. <laughs> it does kind of roundabout. I, I'm curious about you know getting involved with publishing. Yeah. Um, what was just the choice of getting so involved in that aspect? Just kind of essential for getting your work published. Uh, I don't think it was essential, but I was uh, I was in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I I I, I don't know. I've I've waited very long uh, for my. Um, 
just before doing comics, I was doing music in the 90s and working in bookstores. And I was like, um, I didn't want the publisher to uh, put his dirty hands in my work. <laughs> I think it was like a, 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 I was uh, in a very big hurry. And coming from the, I don't know, DIY scene, uh, I really didn't want to uh, submit my work to a publisher. It was, I, I was very cocky, I think. And uh, I I've sold my musical instruments to publish my first book, uh, Quelques Pleurs, and uh, I just wanted to have a logo on it because uh, no logo uh, was like uh, not having a logo meant uh, that it was self-published, and I didn't want to have that kind of stigma. So uh, I just put a, f a fake logo of a fake publishing house on it. It was called Mécanique Générale. And uh, I thought it was fun, so I started publishing my friends uh, in that uh, w with that logo. So it was kind of a, I, I really didn't plan on uh, plan on becoming a publisher to uh, just be an author and just publish my books and maybe help a few friends that weren't um, at ease with uh, the computer and uh, couldn't. Uh, uh, prepare their books for press and uh, just kind of give them, lend them a hand, but uh, it got uh, serious at uh, some point, and it got even out of hand at uh, some later point. Who were some of your friends you were publishing? Oh, Philippe Girard, and uh, later on Pascal Girard, who was at uh, John and Quarterly. Philippe Girard is also at Conundrum Press. Mm -hmm. And um, there was um, many that you might not know, like uh, Leftand, uh, and uh, Luc Girard and uh, I've heard yeah. of Luc. Sh I've heard yeah. of Luc Girard. Yeah, he's also at John and Quarterly. Yes. Is he now? Oh, okay. Yes, uh, he has published uh, something called uh, A Village Under My Pillow. It's uh, in the Petit Livre collection. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. He's uh, one of my mentors. He's uh, like um, he's in his fifties, and uh, he's uh, an awesome artist and a very. Uh, great personality too it's a good good friend i think i've heard of like um like american cartoonist being really like him being really uh yeah like kind of mentorish like contact like they'd contact him and get lots of great feedback and advice yeah yeah yeah. he's kind of a montreal guru or something for, for <laughs> comics it's a uh, yeah it's a he's an awesome guy and uh he's a corrector in uh in uh suddenly something happened oh, okay so uh, yeah I've published uh, a lot of these guys that uh, at some point I hope will get uh, published in English like uh, Svian and Iris as well Iris uh, there's a whole alternative Quebec scene that is just waiting to be translated in English and uh, convince people that uh, something's uh, something ha something's happened here was it in Montreal that you really got uh, into the cartooning scene? Because I know Philippe is, he is, he's in Quebec City. Yes, yes. Yeah, ironically, it's uh, when I moved to Montreal that I got in contact with, uh, well, it was like in that year, 98, 97, 98, I got in contact with uh, Leftand and uh, Philippe who were doing uh, the Tabasco fanzine. Mm -hmm. And um, I've... Uh, yeah, got in contact with 
and them and started pub uh, publishing their works a little more uh, professionally, I think. Uh, and uh, we, we really had the nice thing going on where we were uh, pushing each other to um, to get better all the time. We had a private forum on the internet and uh, we um, and uh, we preserved some kind of jealousy. Uh, it's a, a nice jealousy, <laughs> that, the, the work of uh, Philippe. I really don't think uh, I would be uh, as good as I am today uh, without Philippe. Uh, I say that uh, yeah, it was it. Uh, I think each other we've uh, pushed ourselves to get better a lot, and it did this extent to uh, the sixth first guy that was in uh, Mechanic General, and then this uh, this initial movement started to uh, pique the interest of uh, younger cartoonists like Pascal Girard and uh, Zvian and. Um, Vincent Giard, I don't know if you know his work, but uh, it's uh, amazing too. So uh, it kind of snowballed from there. There, are all, a lot of the work I've seen um, have has really blown me away, and uh, I hope it's... to to get more time this time this TCAF to see more. I didn't really take a close enough look at the pastique. It's a it's a, cur a curiosity for a uh, Quebec alternative scene in comics is a curiosity that has its uh, rewards. I think mm -hmm. <laughs> I struggle a bit with my English, but I'm. Uh... <laughs> your 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 English is uh, far better than my French will ever be. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Thank you. You're very kind. <laughs>
growing up, um, comics were really important to you? Oh yes, they were. Uh, I've given up on them at some point, and uh, I, I recommend everyone to do that. But uh, I've came back to uh, to them uh, a little bit later, because I gave up on them to be a, a DJ and to uh, make electronic music for raves and all that in the '90s, and it lasted for ten years, uh, kind of precisely ten years. And um, I, I got, I just got tired, and I wondered if I could uh, keep up uh, sleeping. Um, uh, three four hours a night and uh, partying <laughs> kind of <laughs> the time, so uh, yeah, uh, I got old very very soon, very very early, and uh, uh, I even stopped drawing in that very end thing. I just can't uh, imagine doing right now, and um, and now I've uh, in like in in ninety eight to two thousand, it was like a transition when I was uh, becoming to start. Uh, Starting to draw again and relearning how to draw and how to uh, tell stories with uh, images. So I was a very, very late bloomer in, in that term. What was it particularly that made you want to become a cartoonist or made you revisit cartooning? I don't know. I think um, it's always been uh, kind of obvious in the, in the back of my mind that uh, at some point I would. Uh, but um, I, I I like to um, to do uh, a lot of different things, a lot of different techniques. Like um, if you read my current books uh, that are published in French, uh, uh, there's uh, writing in them. There are mute sequences. There are uh, you know uh, since I've done music and all sorts of uh, theater and all sorts of uh, of arts, and uh, I think the comics just give you the opportunity to do all arts at once it's like uh, you can you can do pretty much everything you want everything you like um, you can design costumes and do some architectures and uh, work with color with work with white writing uh, rhythm it's uh, I don't know it's very um, fulfilling as a as a medium so uh, it's great for people like me who uh, have no patience and want to try everything uh, <laughs> they can creatively in life. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it, it, it's it fulfills me. Uh, how much government support have you ever gotten from Quebec financially? Has that been? I think it amounts to like three thousand dollars. I've never asked much, much, uh, much grants. I could, but uh, just never took the time. Uh, you mean as an author? As a as an artist, uh, author, yeah, 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 visual. Not that much. I've I've asked uh, once for um, uh, to go to France for a, a residency in Angoulême in two thousand and four. And I've had a two thousand and five hundred dollar grant, and uh, I've had uh, one plane ticket uh, uh, reimbursed uh, this uh, this January to go to France again. Uh, but I, I, I've had like money for uh, moving around, but uh, not uh, not for creating my work. And uh, it's my fault. I just don't ask. <laughs> I just I, for me, it's interesting that this. It's good that there's these opportunities available, and yes. so I just want to kind of recognize that. Um, 
the the traveling is interesting, I guess, because it's kind of exporting Quebecois culture. Is that the idea? Yes, yes. I've uh, been to Angoulême uh, eight times in the last ten years, and I've been to uh, Saint Petersburg with uh, Philippe, uh, and uh, I've been to uh, Reunion Island. Well, I won't make the list, but uh, <laughs> uh, making comics uh, hasn't paid me very much in my life, but it has made me travel. So it kind of uh, it's what I would uh, uh, pay myself uh, if I had money. So uh, it's kind of great. Uh, Anyway, uh, it's a win-win situation, and yeah, I, uh, Quebecois culture is something of an oddity in the world. So people from around the world are always curious about us. About the, do you speak French? And you're in America, isn't that in in Canada? Isn't that weird? Yes, it is. It's fascinating. Let's talk about this. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and uh, I, I, you know. Uh, We've been to France uh, once in a while, and it's always amazing uh, how um, people have kind of a folkloric vision of Quebec. And you have two uh, two attitudes to to have uh, towards that. It's either you complain and say, "Oh, nobody um, nobody knows us. They all think we're uh, lumberjacks who live in uh, tree uh, in trees or something and teepees <laughs> and some." And like that, uh, or you can uh, say, "Well, make books that talk about uh, modern Quebec and uh, how we live actually." And that I've taken the second option. You know, I've, uh, I thought that in my books I should uh, I shouldn't present the Quebec as I as I see it, as I live in it. So uh, that that's one of my 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 goals to uh, talk about the, the 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 strange place I live in. One of my favorite stories in the book was the balconies of Montreal, yeah, which I think speaks quite to that. Just the whole uniqueness of, I guess, just the Montreal daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess kind of embellish on that. Like, tell me a little more about kind of for for listeners that function of the balcony and how that worked kind of as a metaphor of yeah. Montreal culture mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, the, the balconies are like uh, it's like um, an intrusion in the, the private lives that are very um, it's it's very exposed because uh, in winter we all uh, we all stay in our house indoors and it's uh, very private and uh, we spend as little time outside as possible and it's kind of Quiet, uh, quiet time. But in uh, in the summer or even in May, it's coming up. Uh, it's a, there's a hysteria where everyone goes uh, invade the the, the restaurant um, terrace. I don't know how to say it, but um, like uh, everyone eats outside, even if it's only like five or six degrees outside, because uh, they want to wish the spring to come so uh, they, they wear short sleeves and uh, deny the, the cold and um, everyone goes uh, on their have parties on their balcony and it's like uh, for a storyteller it's uh, it's priceless to uh, have this um, offered intrusion in uh, people's uh, lives and uh, Private lives and party lives, like you can see people like cutting their nails on uh, reading, uh, and 
talking on the phone on the balcony and uh, it's like uh, yeah for an artist uh, an art, a draftsman or a, a storyteller it's a it's a great great gift to uh, to see that but uh, I don't look that much I don't want to seem uh, too creepy but uh, <laughs> it's kind of uh, yeah it's kind of uh, uh, you have a real-time documentary going on all the time <laughs> tell me about um how music works as an influence in your art oh it's the the, the only frustration that I have with comics is that I, I can't put music in it it's, it's <laughs> the only so uh, what I do when I want a soundtrack to a scene is uh, I use a pop song that most people will most people with a, a modest pop culture will uh, catch on like they, they can um, like I use uh, something like Depeche Mode or The Cure, New Order, something uh, songs that are uh, very obvious that people uh, will will uh, pick up and uh, maybe uh, just imagine the song while they they're reading the, the the scene. There's that, and there's also um, yes, it's, uh, the counterpoint in the lyrics sometimes. Sometimes it's like uh, the counterpoint is not in the lyrics I mentioned. It's a uh, person will have to uh, remind itself of, of the song and just go to on the internet to find <laughs> the lyrics and find what I want to uh, what I want to add with um, with this little uh, citation. I do that a lot. It's like uh, it's a tick that I just gave up on uh, fighting. It's a uh, the scenes as I imagine them are not like written and then drawn or uh, pictures that I just uh, write words after it's like the the, the whole package uh, comes to the imagination at once and the music it's kind of somehow part of it so um, it, I just can't uh, uh, go around it I'm a cork on the ocean
in your book you discuss um, some heavy situations and I guess tr a little bit of trauma and I'm wondering how putting these thoughts to paper has helped or has it helped oh it has uh, I don't think it uh, I don't think uh, that um, the catharsis is uh, it works all the time but it can't hurt and I don't think I don't think it um, is uh, it, it equals the quality as well you can do very awful work uh, like doing this uh, catharsis thing but you can do a uh, very good work too I think it's a um, but it, it it has helped. It it's like uh, you just know. It's like when you have to go to the groceries and you note uh, things on the paper. They they just don't bother you anymore. <laughs> so it, it, it it's not that magical. But you know, it's it's the same principle that when you you note it and you like put it outside and put it. Uh, it's it it um, takes some. Some uh, power away from the the the, the I don't know the, the hurting and uh, just uh, freeze you a little bit. It, uh, yeah, it's not magical, but it, it it works very well for me. It seems like you also kind of use the comics to work through ideas where maybe you're frustrated with the situation. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I've, uh, can you repeat the question? Yeah. Um, it seems like comics help work through questions yeah. you may have or just like frustrations you have yes um, yeah it's like uh, we do art because we have something to say I think <laughs> to, to, to a degree to some point and uh, in these times in 2004 2006 I was quite direct about it and uh, now I'm a lot 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 more composed about it it's a uh, Sometimes the, the 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 characters. Well, obviously the character was intended to be uh, an avatar of me in that book, and suddenly something happens. So uh, mm -hmm. what he says uh, is sometimes what I want to say, and uh, it's pretty direct. And comics are very good at it. So um, so uh, I uh, I went in that direction for for a long time, and uh, afterwards I started to uh, I don't know. Uh, say stuff in a more abstract way and uh, play with the form a little bit to uh, make people uh, I don't know sh share what I feel with people and on the feeling level more than on the uh, cerebral level so uh, yes in, the, in, in those times I, uh, I really had to um, I don't know put that Put what I thought, what I was uh, angry about, in in comics form, and uh, just put it in, in the world. And, yeah. You hosted a radio show. Oh, I I, I did at a few points. Yes, uh, in my life, uh, it was a techno music show. It wasn't about comics at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've uh, uh, always loved it, and always uh, radio in the in the nighttime. Uh, I've always loved the uh, the idea of putting some sounds in the airwaves in all of a city. It's a, yeah, I really have a romantic view of that job you have. <laughs> uh, if, 
I wish there was more romanticism to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. <laughs> well, I, I I like the story of uh, your uh, your fan that you had calling in on the radio. Oh yeah, yeah, that's kind of ironic. You want me to tell it? Well, yeah, yeah, like, please. Uh, there was a I was doing a, a nighttime show. Uh, well, I was just DJing some music and uh, presenting the groups in between the song. That wasn't uh, that much of talking going on, but. Uh, as as we've talked a bit earlier, it's a book where I complain a lot uh, in the first chapter about being single and not being able to uh, having a lasting relationship with girls. And I've had uh, uh, oh, I want to add that I was a little bit self-conscious about my 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 uh, my physique and at that point. So I had a telephone call uh, from um, a blind old gay man, and it was uh, uh, kind of. Um, I didn't want to uh, just just hang up because I knew how hard it was to find someone, and uh, I was like uh, compassionate about his his desires because he was uh, saying stuff like, "Oh, I can come to the station. You have a warm voice, and I want to, uh, you know, I'm gonna leave uh, points of uh, suspension." <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, yeah, he was kind of a. Um, I think into me from my voice. <laughs> it was, it was such an irony because uh, I, I was uh, on this uh, epic quest to find uh, to find a girl and to uh, that and uh, the the only advance that I had that year was from a blind man. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, it was kind of hard to uh, for the uh, for the ego, but it uh, yeah, it was just uh, stuff like that happens, I guess. <laughs> um, tell me what the comics you're working on now. Um, the one was the uh, comedy uh, sentimental pornographique. Did I get it right? Yeah, bra bravo. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> um, is that's is that your your latest work? Yes, it's uh, three hundred pages or uh, close. It's two hundred and eighty-eight uh, color book. It's uh, very, very big, very thick, and I hope it will be uh, published in English at some point. Uh, but uh, it's a, yeah, it's a huge undertaking. I've worked on that uh, for uh, for two years, uh, really. But I've uh, worked on that since since, uh, since I've started drawing. I think it's a kind of a culmination of all I've all I've done. Like uh, all my early books are kind of hinted at or. Uh, I think all my previous books or something were um, sketches for that one. Okay. Um, the work you seem to be doing a lot more brushwork, I guess. Uh, not really. Yeah, it's uh, there are uh, watercolors, there are color pencils, there is um, rotring um, uh, pen, and uh, charcoal. It, it's a it's a book in which uh, the drawing techniques jump. From chapter to chapter, or even for uh, from sequence to sequence, um, I've uh, tried to um, have a co co narrative cohesion uh, without uh, having to stick up to one drawing style. It's uh, it's always frustrating to um, th there's a kind of personality that just 
can't really commit to a drawing style and just uh, go with it for a whole book and some people like to experiment a little more and um, I'm 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 a part of that uh, that latter group. Latter group. Mm -hmm. I like to uh, to seek. I like to be wrong. I like to uh, just try stuff. So I've um, written a story that can incorporate uh, those changes. So uh, I really can't say there's one uh, graphic style in that book. It's uh, <laughs> wilder. I like. Um in Suddenly Something Happened how you do have the different art styles and how they work to each story like the uh, the one with the, the, the first story has more of the wash and you don't have panel borders Yeah. so it feels a lot more open mm -hmm. um, and then it, as you go through the book the work gets more um... yes more pens or more um more the ballpoint. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's ballpoint they use. Probably not. It is. But it is. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. Some people think it's a pencil. Well, I just I I see the uh, I guess the point where pencil. Uh -huh. I don't know if you necessarily get those those same edges on the lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. nice eye. <laughs> I read too many comics. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um. And so it it is interesting. Do you find the different techniques work for kind of grabbing different things from each story? Uh, now, yes, but uh, when I did suddenly something happened, it was like more of a I'm into that technique right now, so I, I use it. But now it's more like a, if it's a conversation in a bedroom, it's gonna be a pen with uh, watercolor washes. If it's uh, something like more of a comedy and with uh, a lot more rhythm, it's going to be the rotring pen uh, with watercolor too. And if it's like something more, uh, uh, I don't know, like, uh, richer in terms of um, like some kind of a dreamscape or something, it's going to be with color pencil. So uh, it, it really uh, goes with the, the mood of the story, uh, the, the mood the story asks for as I imagine the story. So uh, it would be kind of a, a nice uh, nice challenge to try and uh, play with that and do the unobvious at some point. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I found that system in which I, I try to uh, glue the story together w without it. And uh, it, it's very, very freeing to... Uh, and unboring also uh, when I do a book and say, okay, what uh, what technique am I gonna use today to do that chapter? And it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So um, and and it takes away a lot of uh, that. Um, I don't know if it's if we can say it in English, but monastic uh, aspect, like a um, like a friar. Yeah, no, monastic makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of uh, doing comics and uh, it, it doesn't go with every personality and it's nice to uh, to propose uh, a little, something a little, a little uh, wilder and freer and, and but it's you have to work a lot more on the on the bone of your story to make it uh, work as a whole but uh, uh, once you make that choice it's really free uh, you're going to be at the Toronto Comic Art Festival in May. Have you been before? 
No, it's gonna be the first time. I've uh -huh. been to Toronto once in uh, kind of a '96, I think, but uh, it was only as a tourist. That's and uh, it, it's gonna be the first time at uh, the TCAF. And you'll be at the uh, conundrum table. I will. Yeah. And I should just say, conundrum is also the publisher of the Ink Studs book. Mm -hmm. Just to kind of get that out there, <laughs> so uh, you know people know where I'm coming from. Um, well, thank you for talking with me today, Jimmy. Hey, thank you for uh, inviting me. I very much appreciate it, and uh, I really enjoyed your book. Oh, and I great. look forward to uh, to seeing your other stuff. Looking forward to hearing other of your show. <laughs> <laughs> Merci. You're welcome. <laughs> Boy, how come everywhere you go, you have to go in a limousine, man? Hey, man, that's my thing. Man. I know it's your thing, man. That's Every time I see you off a clean, you got your rings and your on. You know, you, uh... Flash and cash is what I need. I can understand. Ooh, I got the baddest cool. Could never be the food. The ladies wait to get down with me. The love I make superb. To doubt me is absurd. The latest and the greatest, you see. I want to have your spot And more than what you got I bought the baddest house I could find All it must be said I'm greatest in the bed And when I love a lady, she's mine I know I'm really hot My diamonds shine a lot Check out this here 450 SE, baby I'm what it's all about Ego tripping out. 